podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Kool-Aids. Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in the Spanish capital, the sweltering Spanish capital. We have another heat wave here in Madrid. And joining me today... My partner in crime, Craig McGuff from the north, just coming out from his golf vacation, golf dream. Craig, how's it going? Yeah, really good. Uh, all golfed out after an amazing, uh, amazing few days. I went to St. Andrews, which was a bucket list that actually the only thing I can liken it to, uh, and I won't bore people with golf, don't worry, but it's the first time I ever stood in camp now and was like, my God, my God, I'm finally here. Um, that was probably the only other thing I can compare it to is standing on standing on the old course at St Andrews and just being like wow I cannot believe I'm here so yeah golfed out ready to talk football hot but probably not as hot as you but feeling good mate feeling really good yeah yeah and that's the thing I've talked about bucket list I was just at the French Open recently that was one of my bucket lists and I think it's kind of the same thing it's kind of our secondary tertiary sports that we love and it's kind of hollow ground for us that like for example for the you know French Open for myself I just never thought I was ever in my lifetime going to be able to go to those grounds and it was it was awesome so i'm glad you enjoyed it we were just talking earlier about our golf experiences and so forth so uh yeah uh really quick before we get into our show our show today is going to be about predictions for the season really quick about our patreon community we have added a new benefit we have a weekly quiz craig you are the quiz master of you are leading right now so congratulations am i still, am I still on top yeah, yeah, yeah you're still on top you're still on top so yes. very impressive so basically what it is is we have four questions a week it's mainly barca but there is football trivia because i don't want to make it so easy and uh basically every three months we're gonna have a new winner 50 dollars amazon card to your name so if you want to be part of this weekly uh trivia game be part of our patreon community where you also have the whatsapp group all right craig let's get into really quick obviously since we last recorded, everyone loved our, <laughs> I think, more of my griping of, of Barcelona last <laughs> season. We got a lot of comments about the show and so forth. Really quick, before we get into the predictions, a lot's happened in the last uh, couple days. Dembele gets resigned. Your dream comes true. Uh, Lewandowski is signed officially, essentially. And Kessie and Christensen were also pr- um, presented as well. How are you feeling now with these signings? And my question for you is, are we in financial trouble, question mark? Well, <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> well, th- this, has been, this has been the question that I keep getting asked. I mean, I'm sure everyone that's listening has the same, where the minute people find out you're a Barca fan in the last few years, it's like, oh, wow, so tell me, like, what is actually going on at your club? Some positive, some negative. And so I've been asked this a lot, and it's like, this... Th- <laughs> It's, it's obvious what the club's doing. Like, the people who are getting this confused just aren't digging deep enough. Like, do do we have money right now? Yeah, absolutely we do. Are we out of our financial troubles? Absolutely not. Like, and what we're, what we're effectively doing now is that we've, you know, we're effectively putting everything on black. And if it, if it, were, if it works, then life's good because we'll get people back through the door. We'll generate some money in future player sales. We're getting the wage bill significantly reduced. We'll start getting some more money from competitions. The sponsors, not the same the sponsors have left, but the sponsors in the post-Messi slump will start to come back. And so I think what Laporte is doing is half gamble, half sensible. If you look at the players that we've retained on lesser salaries, that's genius. Like, if you were any club in the world and you said, we're gonna, I'm going to use the word roster, I hate using that, but I know we've got a lot of it. You know, if you're going to get your same roster, your same squad, and you're going to take exactly the same squad that you've got. You're just going to take 40% off the wage bill. Every club in the world would sign up to that. But good luck getting them to do it. So that's step one. 
really financially prudent, really sensible. The players that we're signing, by all accounts, are coming on lesser wages than, than they can get elsewhere. One, amazing for the image of the club. Two, amazing for the bank balance. And then we're rolling the dice a bit. I put it in our WhatsApp group. Like, if you're signing a play, if you're signing a number nine right now for next season, you're taking either Benzema or Lewandowski. And there's just no debate, really. I don't think in that you could maybe argue Haaland. I don't think he's quite a number nine, but you could you could quibble over it. I'd I'd, I'd allow him to, I'd allow him to be in the debate, right? He's not a classic number nine for me, but that's by the by. You're taking one of them too. Would you take him over three years? Maybe not. But, and I don't know how trusted it can be, there's rumours that apparently there is a, basically a trapdoor clause after two years where he either stays on significantly less money or he goes. If that's true, brilliant. If it isn't, who knows? But anyway, again, as I always do, long answer, short question. I'm really excited. I, I think, are we in financial trouble? We absolutely are. But are the steps that we're taking sensible ones? On the whole, I think yes. Signing the TV, selling the TV rights off is brave because even though it's not a huge amounts of it who knows what the future of television or broadcasting maybe is a better word who knows what the future of broadcasting looks like and if that precludes us from doing some kind of netflix on demand where you just buy all of your club's rights and you get every game etc etc who knows so i think there's a bit of a gamble going on as well but so far i think laporta might actually be doing most of what he said he would do what about you i'm just in a in a weird spot because you know, selfishly, I want us to have a money ball approach to get out of these two, three seasons. But I know I'm in the, the absolute minority for this. So I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to big bar on steel to try to get and bridge the gap to get to the end of the tunnel, which is what they think is two or three years from now. Like you said, the trapdoor contract with Lewandowski, I hope that's, I think that's more of a prayer than anything, you know, because, you know, two years to three years, it's a, it's a major difference in a striker's life, right? So... Well, I mean, again, I'm still impressed that they're able to pull this off because, you know, as they keep saying, that we're in such dire needs. And, again, these players are not registered yet. We still have to wait for all the movement to kind of go behind the scenes to have that happen. But, again, I'm just – I just – again, I, I just wish we were just more prudent right now, just especially we can use this moment to say, look, we need to really bank on our youth, develop the youth, and not listen to the outside noise to get one or two players to try to compete in these things – that we think that we're going to try to win all the time, you know? And again, like with these player signings, I do think we are a step closer in La Liga and Champions League, but I also don't think we're the outright favorites. You know what I'm saying? And I, that's where I'm kind of, that's where I'm kind of in, in that line, because if you're going to spend this type of money, I just feel like that should really push you to the edge of being really standout favorites in both of those competitions. And I still think we have a lot of holes, especially on the defensive of thing. But again, mm. this is just my opinion. I just, you know, I believe in downturns of teams. I've <laughs> I've been a lot alive and long enough to know that my teams have cycles, and this is just a natural cause mm-hmm. of sports. It doesn't matter how great your team is. You know, when I was a kid, the 49ers were the best, and they went into a down cycle between '97 and 2006. So, these are things that are are going to happen in professional sports. It's the hardest thing to maintain this type of level. I applaud Laporta trying to do this, but at the same time, at what risk, I don't know. And that's the thing is we'll never know because we'll never have access to that. And we just have to follow this, what what they put together on the field, and support the team as they go along. Now, with the Lewandowski thing, sure. Like, I know he's going to bring more goals. And like we were talking in the WhatsApp group, you know, do you, you know, with, with this lineup now, do you feel, let me ask you this, do you feel that much stronger that we are closer to closing the gap in La Liga and Champions League? Yeah. I will definitely come back to that, but let me just go back ever so slightly. 
it's interesting you're saying we shouldn't that we aren't banking on our youth and i'm not going to pick this apart like i'm not about to throw a grenade into your argument or anything like that but what i think is really fascinating for me to see is that i would argue that we are or we're certainly trying to minus kessie it doesn't look like we're going to go for any other midfielders from what i can see and our mid and our midfield is very young very young very homegrown the addition to pablo torre is an interesting one and you know i think he'll become a pedro in time where people start saying homegrown and you're like well not really we signed him at like we signed him at 18 and he just happened to play in the b team for a year but it's by the by i think he might become one of them pedri's the same people forget that we signed pedri because he's young right but i think i think we're generally on board with that so i think what 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 i would like to think is happening is that they're looking to the academy and saying who's ready to step up now what we don't want to do and i've kind of alluded to before in my opinion what we don't want to do is maybe a better way of putting it is throw a player in because they're there and they're, they're sink and that's not good because i've I, I see it oh, i'm doing it again i'm really sorry but at celtic they do it a lot where they put someone in and they either get overhyped and they can't live up to it or they look terrible and don't get a chance to develop. Some play, some players need to hide for a bit and go and learn their trade and learn to play with adults and stuff. So I don't, I don't think that's necessarily the case. Well, let me, let me go really quick. Let me, let me, let me are, interrupt you here. Yeah, yeah. Let me break because I want to go, go back to this. Go. What I mean by it, like banking on the youth is I, like, for, for example, I want to go for, as what you know on the WhatsApp group, I want to go for uh, signings that are under 25 right now. Like that's what I want to look at. And I like investing and using the youth right now. I don't. I just don't want to go in for players like as we talked about Aspilicueta, these players that are over 32. And that, oh, that that's you. all That's I all the same, what I mean by banking yeah, on no, the youth. No, I hear you, know, 100%. Yeah, yeah, that's all. 100%. And that's why I said I wasn't about to throw a grenade in your argument because I, I buy it. But what I think what I think is interesting is not this, it's not about saying, well, well young means B team because that's not strictly true to that to that point. I think we are trying to keep the young players that we've got. Under, the signings that we've got, Christensen and Kessie, uh, I don't know how old they are, but they can't be a million miles off 25. Rafinha, again, can't be a million miles off 25. So I think if you take Lewandowski as an outlier, I actually think we're signing players. <sighs> the Rafinha thing's weird because I'm seeing loads of different reports because obviously I'm reading the Spanish stuff. I'm also seeing the English stuff and it's just massive blurred lines. The same as the Frankie de Jong scenario. The problem I've got is I'm reading English media and Spanish media. But anyway, so we're signing players who are relatively young on relatively cheap terms and relatively doing a lot of heavy lifting there. Lewandowski is the, out, the outlier, but I think there's two positions on the park that I don't think you can compromise if you know you can get someone good. You can't compromise on a goalkeeper unless they're good, and you can't compromise on a striker, and you're, you're, you're number nine. You have to go good there. So I think Lewandowski, I think you can you can argue against the youth argument because he's almost a guaranteed goal scorer, as much as anyone ever can be guaranteed to score goals when they're going to a different team. Everything else I think is being sensible. Where I would, however, be concerned, and, I, and I'm with you, is if we go and sign a 33-year-old fullback, I'm going to have some serious questions about why we're doing that. So I think everything so far, I think, has been very long-term whilst fixing short gaps. Fullbacks need to be decided. The players you've mentioned there are still rumours. None of them we've signed. Do I think we're going back to the point? Do I think we're closer to, to La Liga? 100%. Although I still think that Madrid team is sneaky good. Do I think we are closer to Champions League? Well, yeah, because we've been a million miles away and this brings us closer. So I think every player that we've brought in improves us. The risks we have now are commercial ones, which is can we carry the Deadwood, the Brathwaite, etc. We need to get rid of them. If we only bring in one more player and it's a defender, uh, I think it'll be a hell of a window for the club. So I think, yeah, we're definitely closer. Do I think we'll, do I think we'll win one tournament, three tournaments, no tournaments? I've got no idea because we need to see how this team plays together. But on paper, 
which is the last place football's played. Uh, I, I think I think so far every signing's been sensible, and I'm I'm genuinely excited by all of them, minus minus Rafinha because I'm ambivalent because I don't know enough about him. I should put that card on the table. I'm not I just, I'm not ne- I'm not negative about him. I'm literally five out of ten. I've got no idea what to expect from him. Yeah, and the, this is, I, I think this is the thing is that. With this team right now, in this moment that we are in Barcelona's history, there's just no quick fix. And everyone has a theory on how to fix it and what to do. We all mm. want to be manager slash coach and do all the things. God knows I want to do it, you know. And uh, <laughs> I guess you, you made up some good points, you know, having these young players. Again, I'm, you know, I'm blindly just want camp bodies. You know, like in American football when they just bring camp bodies, these young guys that are going to make the team but really cheap. That's kind of what I wanted this approach to be for this offseason, just because of the money, right? Because that's it. But, again, you have a good point. The players they brought in are definitely on the younger side. Again, I, I, I guess I just outlier with Lewandowski being 34, you know? So I just I hyper-focus on that. Well, a clear, a clear outlier, but I think one where if you, bring, if you bring Lewandowski or Benzema into that team right now, you fix arguably the biggest weakness we had last season. Because whilst other players picked up the slack and did score goals, we were absolutely devoid of any real out-and-out natural goal-scoring threats. We scored we, we scored goals adjacent to strikers is the best way I can describe it. So let me let me ask you this: You think mm-hmm. conceding the goals or converting the goals was our biggest weakness last season? Scoring them one million percent. You think so? 100%. That's your that's your yeah. Hundred percent, yeah. I disagree. Hundred <laughs> percent, because because teams at the top of a table, with a few exceptions, Greece in Euro two thousand, uh, Leicester to an extent when they won the Prem, although they did play some nice football. There'll occasionally be a team, Chelsea under Mourinho at times. There'll be teams that grind out wins by not conceding many. But nine times out of ten, the teams that go and win leagues and win trophies are front-foot teams who win games before the other team's got a chance to get in it. They go 2-0 up at half-time and the other team struggles to get back in. Momentum shifts. The game's against you. The other team has to change their strategy. You bring on subs to try and change something. Players get downbeat. They're chasing the ball. That's that's the Barca that I've known ever since I've been a fan and watched football. We, we weren't that. So I think both weren't helpful. That was a bigger problem. So you, you brought up a good point, right? So we got to that 2-0 because... When the other team did have two opportunities, they didn't score. And I think that was a process of our defense being tighter and having a better you know, system as a whole. I just think, for example, that the games, the crucial games that we lost, and I just think of Frankfurt and so forth, that they had one opportunity they scored. And if we hold that tight, we can eventually build the momentum in the game to get the one nothing league at halftime and do what we, we just said, you know? I think a lot of times what happened last season for me, when I, you know, especially when I just think of the season on defense, that's why I'm, I'm, I won on fullbacks so much, is because we need just more tactical awareness of these defenders, you know? Again, I, when I think of Eric Garcia, you know, and I just think of, like, the mistakes he makes, right? And so to me, it's like, yeah, great. Lewandowski is going to convert at a high rate. He's going to give us these goals. But at the same time, like, we cannot give up first shot, first goal, conceding corners like we did last time. And so... I, I always think our offense is always going to overtake just because we have the talent on the wings and so forth. But like you said, I, 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 I'm listening to your point, but I just think that conceding the goals earlier were, was more of a weakness for us to having. We, we did last season, and this might be me putting Blaugrana tinted glasses on, right? Potentially. But it seemed to be from memory, the amount of goals that we conceded that were just awful goals to concede, and not like... 
like how can you do you know like do you remember the classical we won three two, no oh, i thought you were talking about this season. sorry three okay. two no 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 messi scored messi scored last minute it was it that was that the game where the ball ricochets up benzema takes on his thigh and volleys in and you're like like what a lucky break of the ball but what a good goal like it wasn't one of those types of goals where it's a break of the ball but last season we scored so many horrible goals like ricocheting off the post or whatever and and i i genuinely think that yeah it absolutely destroyed us but i think it's unlikely we're going to have as many of them next season i also think the a lot of the defenders will be a bit more so we, we're definitely missing two fullbacks but i actually think defensively we we weren't as bad as, as the stats showed last year in my opinion we got a lot of bad luck like today for example i think let's take about the golf and show how stats can be misleading right Rory McIlroy, statistically today, will look like he was an awful putter because he two-putted basically everything. But he was putting his his first put was from like at times like fifty yards away, yards, fifty feet away, and he's getting it to two feet. So yes, that's two puts, but statistically that first put is miles better than it should be. I feel like that's kind of where we were last season. That statistically, defensively, we weren't great, and at times on the eye we weren't great. But we conceded so many goals last season that you just wouldn't expect to go in. And so I think a little bit of luck that you do need. We weren't getting a lot of that defensively last season, whereas we were we were missing some chances where you're like you need to score that. Like someone has to be there when that ball goes across the box. So yeah, it's it's not it's not binary though, is it? It's not binary. Like both answers are correct. Correct, and that's the thing. Like he's going to give us that plus ten margin, and then hopefully, you know, if he scores early enough, that gets the pressure where they're not going to be the thing. But I just remember, you know, you know, one time, two times is luck, but then more than four or five, it's not luck. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like on the first shot, yeah. yeah. You know, especially on those first shot, like we're just like, are you, did this guy what from Hirona? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Enough of that. Let's get into some predictions for the season coming. We had a nice debate last time talking about Kessie Busquets. We have uh, obviously presented Kessie. My Italian friend was telling me, oh, mate, uh, Kessie, quality signing. And I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll see what happens. My only reservation with Kessie is just the touch. That's all I have. Because, you know, as a Barca midfielder, that's – that's we're snobs at midfield with the touch. You know what I'm saying? Like it is, you know, because, you know, we have this debate online about what is good, right? What is a quote unquote good midfielder? Like everyone that's usually in the top 10 teams in the in Premier League, uh, La Liga, for, you know, they're all good. It's just what is your preference, you know? And like I said, my preference is always first touch handles and quality passing for a Barca midfielder. Those are like my top things I always look at. And that's my only question with Kessie. But my question for you, the first prediction is, will Busquets be the minutes leader for this upcoming season? Let me just give you a rundown of his minutes from the last seasons, okay? 3,457 last season was his highest ever. 2,638 the season before that. 2019, 2020, 26, 2,622 minutes. And then the 2018, 2019 season, 2,845 minutes. Craig McGuff, what say you? If Busquets, this is how confident I am in my answer, right? Okay. If Busquets is our minute, if if is our minute leader next season, I will watch every single minute of every single Hitafe game, including cup competitions, for as long as they're in it. <laughs> I will watch every single minute of their season if they and and and, and that's how confident I am because I would rather do many things that hurt me than do that. Not a <laughs> chance in hell will Busquets be our minutes leader. Not a chance. You? I'm gonna go the other direction just for just for spite on this. I I. I <laughs> I, again, as we talked about, the logic is there. 
Cassie's young. Cassie is hungry. Cassie is good enough as the Busquets role, physical enough. You know, we. I don't know if you when you watch the the first preseason match, a man among boys. Like he he is there, right? But I just don't know if Chavi's fully comfortable to handing that reign over to not have Busquets there because. The problem is, as we always talk about with these managers, we can we can theorize that they want to have these new lineups and so forth, but again, it's all about the winning and what they're going to ride and sink the ship with. And I just think Xavi's going to ride the ship with with Busquets, especially this pat this this final season. If we're talking in the future, I would say no, but this coming season, I still think Busquets is going to be the minutes leader in the midfield. Do you? I don't want that. If we remove, I don't want that. If we remove, no, no. If, if we if we remove Kessie from the debate, and if we remove just just in isolation on Busquets, do you? So you, in order for him to to get the most minutes, he's going to have to play on average what I'm going to say over 30, 90 minutes. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. Do you really think that he can like last season was freakish? How how he avoided injuries, la la. A player of his age. That he's gonna he's gonna have some serious look to do that two years on the bounce if we remove that and if he does fair play but I th- I think there's lots of there is a hell of a lot of factors that make that nigh on impossible for Busquets next season like even if we remove whether he should be it's whether he can like that's gonna be a big stretch for him he's he's the Tom Brady of our team man like he just knows how to <laughs> let balls down really dig in <laughs> he knows when to dig in to dig in, right, for physicality purpose and when to go in for tackles and so forth. He really knows how to avoid these challenges and to preserve his body in a way that he's able to do that. That's, I mean, from the physicality, I, don't, I just think he's going to be fine. I mean, I just think it's... That would be an achievement, two, two seasons on the trot, just physiologically. Does that mean Dembele is Gronk? No. Just no. Thick as, as, because thick at least at least wall. Gronk's won championships, you know, like done something. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? That's like, a, you know... That's a fair point. That's a, yeah, valid, valid. <laughs> No, I, I think I think Busquets would have to have a hell of a lot of stars align in his favor, both tactically, physiologically, biologically, uh, before we even get to the players that could, in theory, start to really make a make a play for his place this season. I think that would be, it, irrespective of kind of ideological debate, that would be a massive stretch for him to do it two years on the bounce. I, I mean, you know, and we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I'll mark it down here. All right, next one. We have this from Nicholas, one of our patrons, which is a great prediction here. Will Ansu score more than 15 goals, obviously, if he's healthy, in all competitions this upcoming season? So, obviously, last season, four goals. The season before that, four goals. And the season before that, seven goals. So, obviously, cut short because of injury. We know the potential's there. What say you? 15 in all competitions. It'd be an absolute travesty if he doesn't, if he stays fit. I mean, this kid's the face of our team, right? If, he, if he's not scoring more than 15 in all competitions, assuming he stays fit, then we've all seriously, seriously misjudged this guy's potential. I think, I think he's had some of the worst luck with injuries. You'd have to go back. I hate to make the comparison again, but you have to go back to Messi's early days to see a player of so much talent have so many, so many bad injuries. Jack Wilshere was another one who just never seemed to recover. So I hope it's a Messi scenario and not a Jack Wilshere scenario because Jack, Jack Wilshere could have been great. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of it's kind of a similar argument to the Busquets one, right? Which is, if Busquets stays fit, then he's got to fight. His, he's you know he's got to punch his chance at least. Uh, if Ansu stays fit, he should be doing that one without without breaking sweat. Yeah, I would you? agree. I just think his conversion rate is just off the charts. It's just he's just one of those players that just is able to find the back of the net with little to few chances, which is so 
hard to do at this level. Yeah. He shoots early. He shoots early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for sure. I think also he just learned from Messi on using angles, and he doesn't have to shoot the ball as hard as you can. I wish I could go back in time and tell my 10-year-old self that just to use angles like Messi does, I'm not saying I would be as good as Messi. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying to use angles to throw the goalie off because you don't have to hit as hard as you always need to, right? And I think, you know, we're taught young that you always have to hit these scorchers. But really what counts is it goes back at the end of the net, right? And 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 Messi has shown, 100%. when you watch 100%. his video clips, you know, 60% of those goals are just like change-ups that are just going the other way, right? On early takes yeah. and just throwing the goalie off. And it's an interesting dynamic. And I think Fati has that type of talent. So I definitely think 15, I mean, man, He's crucial. He is crucial this season, Craig. I mean, that's... that's... It's an interesting point you just made, right? It's because I, I, I... He's interesting as well as the big week at St. Andrews. I kicked the football for the first time in about five years on Tuesday. Played played with some old old work colleagues. Were you, were you sore the next day? It was, like, horrendous. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't recovered yet. Have not recovered yet. It's it's a you know it's a bad sign when you feel physically sick and you haven't left goal. Um, but no, I played and it's really interesting, right? So I, I I was always a very good passer of a football. Still am. Like cl- clearly you don't lose that. Like I still very rarely lose the ball. Recycle the ball well. I'd like to see myself as a you know a bit of an old school PK type marauding centre half. Like I, I, anyway, I'm really good at picking a pass. Very rarely lose the ball. Yet allow me to shoot. And I try and take the net out. And it's just, I don't know why I do this. Like, I get a rush of blood to the head. <laughs> and I try and score screamers. And it doesn't work, right? And the goals that I scored were were side foot finishes into the bottom corner, unsavable. And yet, I, yet, nine times out of ten, I try and top corner it. And I miss because I don't have the skill. And I think that's, you're, you're absolutely right, it's underrated. And I think that's that's what hopefully we'll see a bit more of next season. Going back to that kind of Lewandowski excitement point is that if we have a settled front line that includes Ansu, that includes Lewandowski, like that, that, that team, this team will score goals. Like football intelligence, like they will, and, and hopefully by osmosis, they'll bring Dembele up with them. Hopefully. A lot of, lot of football IQ in such a young kid in Ansu Fatty. And if he can stay fit, I think we're looking at him scoring two, three times that amount if he can stay fit. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, you know, talking about the Lewandowski thing, I mean, obviously he's going to occupy two defenders at all times. I mean, that's the thing. And maybe he might get a header. That's my next question for you. Will Lewandowski have more than five heading goals this season? No. No, I don't think so. <laughs> we can't cross a ball. We cannot cross a ball for Toffee. We can't do it. Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think... You don't think so? No, I think... I think I would. How can I word this? Because I'm just. I, I was about to say something, and that sounds really clever. And then I realised statistically <laughs> the numbers were well against me. I. I don't think we'll get five-headed goals collectively from the from team. The, no, oh. from the team minus defenders. Okay. Midfield okay. and forwards collectively, I don't think score five-headed goals for us next season. I'm gonna go rogue here. I'm gonna say Lewandowski is gonna have the most-headed goals in a Barca season ever. Ever. Including, uh, we're going back to like 60s, 70s and 80s football here. Or are you saying since, since like, since Opta Sports began or whatever? Because you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna lose that argument when you start going into black and white footage. Like, All right, let's, let's go. Let's go. Last, since the last 25 years. How about that? Ooh. In a season. In a season. I'm trying right? to think which players would have competed uh, with that. Uh, what's his name? The Dutchman that 20, we had. 25 years. What year, what year are we in now? Uh, 2020. So that's 97. Yeah. So who's who's our uh, Clive, 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 yeah, yeah. Clive maybe? 
Clivert. I would say that would be oh, that. I think I think well, I think you have some big numbers to compete with there. You know, I just one season. We we one played season. some pretty industrial. We played some pretty industrial football back in the day. That, that's an interesting one to keep an eye on, though. I like that shout. I don't think you're going to win it, but I think that's an interesting shout. I'm going to look at his stats while we go to the next one and let you speak on the next one. The next one is a good one too. It was brought up from another patron, Carlos. Will Pedri hit two goal, ten goals, ten assists this season? I like this one because this to me is like. You know, everyone knows how great Pedri is going to be. Have you seen his guns? He's like working he's, out for you. <laughs> he's starting he's start eating some yeah. steak and eggs, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Carl Weathers in Rocky Rocky Three. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I like this stat because maybe it's a little bit too high, but I like the idea of it, of Pedri not only finding his footing as an assist person in these plays, because we saw him do that this season, um, actually last season, and then scoring more goals. So this season he had three goals, zero assists, so he needs to definitely pick it up. And the year zero. before that, three goals, three assists. Yeah, uh, that, I had to look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to look it up on Scout. So If you'd have given me a I, million pounds on the table and said how many assists did Pedri get, five or uh, under, five or over, I would I would not have gone through. I more. will double check, but yeah. I, wow. I, I, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting you're wrong. I'm just, that, that's blown my mind. Um, do I think Pedri will get 10 goals and 10 assists? I think... I have a slight question, which is: okay. is this in all, is this in all competitions, or is this in La Liga? We will say all competitions to give more. Then I think, oh, oh the that's a tough that one. Makes me nervous, despite the fact that he got more goals and assists. It's the goals that make me nervous, because I think adding a fit Ansu Fati and adding a fit Lewandowski changes the way we play. It puts less reliance on the midfielders to score. It, oh, I'm going to say <laughs> a very reluctant no. However, now this isn't, this is, I'm not asking for a new question here, but I think no, if it's 10 goals and 10 assists or more, if it's 20 collective contributions to goals, then I think yes. But if it's not, I'm going to say no. So it depends. It depends how strict we're being on the word in there, Carlos. We're being very, we're being very strict because we're going to go. No, direct, I, don't, direct I, don't, I don't think he hit. I don't think he hits ten goals. But I, I like your. I like the way you're going. Obviously, we know that he is the connective tissue on most of these attacking plays. So mm. he's either like one pass away or two passes away. But he has definitely put assist. See assist, doesn't exactly he? like a hockey assist, right? Like that's how we want to say, right? The one. Oh, you're going to lose me with hockey, like weird. Well, yeah, exactly. Kind of, they have. They basically don't see have any the, benefit of watching hockey. <laughs> <laughs> basically have the main assistant and then you have the second and third assistant that you can have so oh, I like yeah yeah so you, it's basically what they call the hockey assist is like if i pass it to you and then you pass it to the next person that person scored then i i'm quote unquote getting the hockey assist so yeah, so yeah. in that respect i would say you know yes but i would say 10 10 10 is is a bit high but i definitely think that he should definitely put that on his bulletin board and aim yeah, for yeah, that yeah. you know and try to get the, it's because, a realistic stretch goal. yeah yeah for sure it's not, because it's not out of the equation because think about now the spacing that's going to be available between Lewandowski and that behind the gap now right because Lewandowski is going to be pushing so forward all the time they're going to be so cognizant that the crisscrossing that can happen between any midfielder or whatever kind of play you want to find in that gap is going to be available and if Pedri just focuses on finishing from 10 to 15 yards away just nicely finishing, I think that's going to be of we can definitely exploit. I think if I was him, I'd be looking at, especially if we're going to bring Lewandowski in. I agree, I agree with your point, but I think it's slightly further back. I think the amount of balls that are going to land on the D now that are going to get, we're going to miss the first man, the defenders are going to cut it out. I think I'd be looking at saying to the centre midfielders, every single time a ball goes into the box, 
we need someone or two people on the edge of the box ready to get that second ball because Levin, we're going to play with a proper number nine for the first time since a fit Luis Suarez. So it's not since Suarez is gone because he, was, he wasn't fit at the end, I don't think. Uh, he had a bit of resurgence at Atleti, but it's the first time since we had the proper Luis Suarez that we're going to have that. And the amount of chances that fall at the edge of boxes, and I think that's where Pedri could shine. But yeah, I think it could be a big season for him. I think yeah, I agree with you. His numbers are high, but... It's a stretch goal. Imagine that. Imagine that return. That'd be impressive. Another great hockey reference for you, because I know you love the Mighty Ducks, is uh, pick up the trash. That's that's what that says. You know, that all that trash is going to be around there, and it's going to be keep. You know, anyone can take it, and Pedri should be able to take that. Really quick to update you on Pedri, he had five goals, zero assists on all competitions last season. Three goals, no wow. no assist in La Liga. All right, that's yeah, quiet. it is right, but yeah, but. It, that's crazy because you don't think of Pedri being a goal scorer, but five goals in his midfield role, especially that he was out for most of the time, is kind of pretty impressive. So a great question by Carlos. I think if if he can – we already know how badass he is with dribbling and the passing and stuff, but, man, if he can get to that where, like, Iniesta was discovering his goal scoring earlier, that is just mamma mia, man, mamma mia. That, that, that is something that – I can get really, really excited about because you have yeah. all the pressure on the forwards and all of a sudden you have Pedri scoring 10 to 12 goals a season. Like, oh my gosh, that, that's, that's massive. That's massive. It, it would be pretty good. All right, we have a couple questions left. Uh, next one. Will Ter Stegen concede more than 30 goals this season? This goes back to our earlier discussion about the defense. Let me give you some of the numbers of the goals conceded. I know this is a bit rough because it's not directly on Ter Stegen, but this stat is, so we'll just use it as that. Last season, 34 goals. The season before that, 32, 36, 32, and then 29 goals was the best season in the last few seasons, 27, 2018 season. So what say you, Craig? More than 30 goals this season. Again, sorry to be a pedant, but are we going league or are we going all competitions? We are going to go La Liga. Uh, No, he will not concede as many as that because, to my point at the start, assuming it stays in you don't edit it out um and i look like an idiot um i believe we conceded some absolutely grotesquely unlucky goals last season that can't happen again uh, and i also think we'll be a tighter better well-drilled defense with better players which means they won't happen again and i think he will have his best season in a barca shirt wow that's okay i can get behind all, that on, on 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 all fronts He'll be less miserable, he'll have better distribution, back to his old self, and he'll hopefully do something about his 1980s East German haircut, because that needs to improve again. I've got a theory I've got a theory that he went shit when his hair went shit, but well, that's, that's yet to be proven. I mean, if I'm going to be completely like positive, I would say yes, but Craig, I, just, I still think the defense is in shambles, and I think putting all our hopes and dreams on Chavi trying to fix his defense in this magical offseason that everyone hopes and wishes for. I just I just don't see it. I still think it's going to be 30-plus this season. And I don't think it's going to be as frustrating as it was last season where we just talked about, like, every first shot was a first goal. But I do think the defense is going to be very civvy. Is that – can I use that? Yeah. Is it very yeah. civvy. Yeah. And especially against higher teams – that know how to attack our high press. And I think that's where it's going to come into to ruin. So, Interesting. yeah. I, I wouldn't say, I'm not going to say 39, but I would say pff, 32, 34 again. I mean, I just looking at the statistics and, you know, was, do you think our defense was better three years ago? 
Well, like just off the top of your head, like just let's, season. you know, that's all. But then, then, then we're going to get this season. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, in, I'm just saying in general. Do you think our defense was better three or four years ago? Just like off the top of your head, uh, just like the players that you think were. Pound, the, pound, pound for pound, probably. Yeah, and and we still gave up thirty-two and thirty-six. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I think, I, I think this season could be different, though. I mm. think. I think I think Eric Garcia is going to be hey. proved to be a very sensible signing. I know he's, he was wobbly, but I think he's going to prove to be great. I think Christensen is sensible. Um, I think we are we're still fullbacks away. So my prediction is based on us getting fullbacks because I don't see in, in in what world we don't improve in fullback position. I think there was an interesting shout in the WhatsApp group today, which turned into a, a spicy debate. Actually, yeah, yeah, involved. yeah. So I was just just watching them fight each other with handbags, but. Um, Araujo right back, assuming we get another decent center off, it's not is not a terrible. It's not a terrible. No, no, no. I mean, he he handled the Vinicius in the, in the Classico, it, so it, it allows him it allows him to develop into a established La Liga player with a slight bit of comfort from out there. I think I think there's logic to it. I don't think it's what he would Prefer, choose to yeah, do, yeah. but I think there's a lot of logic on all sides. If we can't if we can't find a better right back than him, and I don't think there's many out there that we can get, I'd be open to it. The thing is, we can get away with it now when he's young and he's fast. Mm. But in two years' time, we're not going to be able to do that. And so that's kind of... Oh, mate. Surely that's priority, though. I know what you're saying, but surely surely we're not looking at those fullbacks and going, in Dest, Alba, Balde, and... I mean, I don't even know who, in theory, is the second-choice right-back. Steve. And surely the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bob the kit man. Surely we're not looking at them and saying, well, that's the future of our club. No, right? no, no. I get that. I get that. But I, the thing is, I just don't want him to be our right back, you know? Because he is awesome. Like, he is awesome Agreed. everywhere, you know? And the way he handled... Would you carry it for a season? Yes, if need to. But again, it goes back to why can't we just get some fullbacks, you know? Like, let's do this, Agreed. you know? Let's put but, a rock... Let's assume, because we're still... Sorry, no, no, I was gonna... we're still living under these financial constraints. No, right? yeah, I don't yeah, actually yeah. interrupt you again. But we're still living in these financial constraints. So if what we're going to say is, look, we needed six players. We needed to offload seven, which means that we are going to go two players for every position. But one of those one of those two players in that position has to be Araujo, who's going to switch between centre-half and right-back. I would I would absolutely take that. If, if not signing another right-back means we can sign, for example, a better left-back, yeah, to, to to compete with Alba because Alba more than anyone else in that team, more than Busquets, more than Testegen, Alba needs pushed or else he's just gonna. Fly yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, season. for sure. And that's the thing. It's like so. It's not my it's not my preference, but I would. For, take for example, it. what's your what's your top center back pairing right now? On paper, yeah. like if you were going four back, if if he was going four three three, let's say. If I'm if I'm starting the season right now, yeah, I'm going. Araujo Garcia, which you're going to throw me a look now, which tells me you don't agree with me. That was the pair. Of no, 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 no. I, I, I would go. I would go Araujo just just because I don't know how Christensen's going to fit in. Uh, I would go them because I think I I think that's the right pairing. I mean, that's the thing is Araujo's there for sure, but the other guys I don't know, right? Like that to me, it's a wash. Like I I kind of almost feel like PK should start in there for me for now. And it then hurts me not not putting Peek in because he's yeah. a fucking incredible footballer. I know, I know he is. I know he is. All right, let's I'm move on. He, I'm hoping he gets to kick up the arse this preseason. By the way, I'm hoping that rumor about the club saying you need to leave and him saying I'll stay for cheaper. I'm hoping that's true because there's still a player in there, but my god, he needs brought down a peg. Yeah, but he's he's not. He's he's on his retire. I mean, he should have just retired this season. Just helped us out, you know. I don't know what that the financials would have hurt or helped, but mm. I just think I just think him coming to an agreement just to end it because 
we're so bad with these, you know, vacas sagradas, you know, these these guys. Mm-hmm. We're just so bad at like letting them go, you know, and so and yeah, being yeah. harsh with them. And it's really hard to be, you know, romantic about it because they did so much for us. But again, it's business, it's professionals. We got to move on. I mean, Brett Favre moved on from the Packers. Joe Montana moved on from the Niners. Twice. You know, these guys can move on. So, yeah. Uh, one second. Craig, last question. The spiciest mm. of them questions. Will Barcelona make it past the quarterfinals of the Champions League? Oh, <sighs> man. Yeah, especially with the new format and all the, the BS that's going to come with World Cup and all those fun things that's going to come in the second Barcelona. half of the season. Well, oh. Talk me through seedings. Where are we? Where are we going to be seeded? We are going to be in pot two, pot two, which means we're going to get at least one, in theory, decent team. Which means we need to make it out of the group and then one. Uh, yes, yes, I, th- I think, yeah, yeah. So we, we realistically need to take, we need to take six points off the worst team in the group and another win or a draw somewhere, and we'll probably be all right. So I think we get out of the group without any major hassle. I, do, I, I think that's fine. Do I think that we are going to be a stronger knockout team after this preseason with another with, with time for Chavi to embed his ideas, have a preseason, work with them? Yes, I do. Do I think that we're going to reach as far as... Barcelona will be Champions League semi-finalists, so yes, they will get past the quarterfinal. And we will get knocked out by Real Madrid. I can feel it. I can feel it. Here's the things that will happen. Real Madrid will get drawn in the same group as Celtic. That's destined. Real Madrid will knock us out of the Champions League semi-final and they will win it. And they will beat Pep's Man City in the final. We will win we will win at least one trophy next season, but it won't be the Champions League. That's my predictions. The Copa del Rey? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. No, I think I think we've got a shot at the league. I think I think Madrid are as much as we're gambling, I think Madrid are gambling this season a little bit. They've been very astute and they've gone They've gone inch wide, mile deep with their with their players. They're like, we're going to get them two who are going to improve us massively. And I think they're probably right. But Benzema, I don't think Benzema can have a season as good as he as a sorry as efficient as he had this year. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. He Benzema was, was he incredible was, he was, this season. He was, and he dragged them out of the shit so many times. So I think. I think no. I think the league, we're gonna have a proper title race next season. I would agree, but I don't think it's just gonna be two horses. I think it's gonna be more even. I was just about to say actually. I think I think it'll be a proper title race. I think it'll be. I, I think by April, I think you'll still have four teams with a chance. I agree. Here's my other prediction. I don't think one of them's gonna be Atletico. I don't. I agree as well. I agree as well. They're gonna completely implode this summer, and Simeone is gonna finally gonna show us what happens <laughs> when he really loses his shit. Yeah. What? I, th- I think it's gonna be a wild. I think it's gonna be a wild season in Spain this year, and I think, yeah, I think we win at least one trophy. It's not Champions League though, but I think I think you might see a bit of a return of. Do you remember that run of? Um, was it 20? 20... 2011, 2012 ish, when we had that run of like four classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. How can I forget? It was. That's, that's... I, I can, I, it just feels like Chavi's going to have one of those kind of tests where it's like, a bit like Pep had, where it's like, I'm going to take you away from football and romanticism and idealism, and you're just going to deal with shit for a week. And I can, I, I don't know, I just, I feel it in my bones that the two clubs I follow are both going to have pretty intense title races this season. I mean, I would agree. And so I'm going to go with this. I'm going to say yes, because that's what my heart tells me. But man, I, I got to see 
some serious changes, especially in the Champions League run, and and hopefully we'll get past that. But like I said, you know, with La Liga not having the ultra ultra superstars like we used to have with Ronaldo versus Messi, I just think it's going. You know, obviously Benzema and Lewandowski are are spectacular number nines. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying across the board of the teams, the teams are still young. It's like these untested players, you know, they're coming into their second and third season. Like when I think of Betis, mm-hmm. for example, I think of Sevilla. Hopefully, maybe we'll see what happens with them. Also, your boy Ernesto Valverde is back in the fold and let uh, Bilbao. <laughs> My boy. My boy. Okay, that's new. I'm just kidding. So I think it's going to be quite interesting. But if we just talk Champions League, I think it's going to be quite wide open as it always is. But, man, I just we, we need to just have a better showing than we did last season. I mean, that's 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 the, the earmark. So I have updated stats for you before we close the show. Patrick Kluivert's most goals heading was the 2000-2001 season with five goals. So I think Lewandowski is going to have six, five or more. That's my prediction. Put it on the book. Wow. Yes. Do you reckon? Do you reckon that between? I was going to say me and you, but okay. I'm not going to do any lifting here. I'll be brutally honest. But between you, Y Scout, and our fabulous Patreon community, we can find out the most headed goals for a Barca player. In the ask, ask, years. ask, ask. It might right not now. be. A, it might. It, it might not be a striker, you know. Is there is there anything better, right? Let's take a little a little tangent here. Let's talk about the things we love most in football, right? Is there anything better than a proper powerful towering header? So let me let me ask you this: nothing What is like what Puyol, Puyol do you prefer? Do you prefer or... when you talk about this? Are you talking about the from the side sweeping in like this? I, I know there's an audio podcast, so no one can see me what I was doing. Or, or are you talking like where though. it just comes flush and you just hit it forward in the net, basically? Okay. Either, either. What I'm talking the slam about dunk is kind of, of headers, basically. We hit a flush. Yeah, like it's no, it's 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 no laughing matter, but the sort of headers that really should be out, outlawed from the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that proper connection on the ball where someone has has just caught it square, square on the flush on the forehead, powered it in top corner. It honestly might be one of the most graceful things yeah, yeah. That someone can do. I mean. I still cannot believe the Puyol header in the World Cup. To me, that is the thing of myth. Yeah, the thing of the highest ability to do what you want to do with the ball, that Xavi was able to place it the way he was able to place it, after they went into the locker room talking about it, to me is like the thing of legends. Because you can practice as much as you want, but to, like, I don't, you know the story behind that, right? Or no? Yeah, yeah, where, like, yeah, yeah, Puyol yeah, said yeah, there's yeah, a space yeah, yeah. put here, and then Xavi puts it perfectly on the next yeah. corner. Like, what? Like that, And the way he headed it and the whole behind-the-scenes with uh, new, uh, um, who's the, the the goalkeeper for Germany? Neuer, where they Neuer, were, like, Neuer you know, time, having him blocked momentarily where it all, I mean, it was perfect. It's perfect. And that's why I wish yeah. Barca would do more set plays. So thank you. <laughs> so I would say headers. If I can do two, let, let, this, 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 I'm interested in what Patreon says. Well, so headers, a proper header. Second thing, any shot that goes in off the bar instantly makes it ten times better than it would have been, no matter what. Instantly. Are you talking like a, like a ringer, like a bing, like in off the so, bar, right? In, like in off the bar, night. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the best, the best. Oh, it's just the the sound live bang. The other thing, sliding tackles in the wet where the player continues to slide after they've won the ball. <laughs> now, I'm not sure if I'm explaining what I mean by that. No, you are. You, are. Yeah, yeah. you win a ball and you slide another ten ten yards. Just makes every defender look cooler than any other scenario in life. Three things I love about football. I would agree with the header. For me, it's the upper ninety. 
on a, on a PK or a free kick or just a clinical finish upper 90, the way it hits the back of the net for me is always going to be the thing. And then off the post, that's also... Square nets. Do you remember? Do you remember how oh, bad was yeah. football when it when I had those oh, like yeah. when I had, like the sort of um, the, the tri- triangle nets? Yep. Football was so bad when nets were like that. I Correct. remember when I was a kid, you would turn up to play games, and if if they had like proper rectangular nets with, oh man, you, you just played better. You just played better. But that's when you got older, you know. Like that, that's I true. I clearly remember in training when I was a kid. We had the two types of field. We had like the adults field, like the nicer field, and the kids field. And on the kids field, it had like what you were talking about, the box net and stuff. But at least it gave me something to aim at when I was doing free kicks and just playing around. And then when I got to the bigger nets, it was much easier because it was just like bigger target because it, it extended the net out further, you know? Yeah, and so yeah, I was yeah, able yeah. to pick that. And man, you know, Craig, I just fucking, I just miss practicing. Like, that is one of the things I just miss. Like, just practicing with the grass, with my friends, and just playing so much. Get out and kick a ball, mate. I'm scared. My game on Tuesday (laughs) was, same. So I've got got bad knees. I've got bad BMI. uh, I have got bad uh, ill-fitting clothing because I'm a bit fatter than I used to be. But, yeah, I've not kicked a ball in maybe five years. Last time I kicked a ball, I'm I'm entirely left-footed. Try to cross a ball with my right foot. Um and done my knee basically not good still hurts and i was nervous but honestly it was like life affirming yeah kicking a ball kicking a ball again just being like i miss this so much like i love golf started playing golf a lot i've tried a few other sports here and there enjoyed them all but nothing nothing feels as comfortable as having a ball at my feet and picking passes and moving space and beating players it's just amazing and and i honestly i came home and i said to my wife she was like how was it and i said it felt like being back at home is the best way I can describe it. It felt amazing. I agree. I'm Do going it. to the north of France next week where they have an open nice. field, and I will hopefully reconnect with a football and some grass and bare feet. So we'll see how that goes. So, Craig, thanks for joining me. As always, we'll see how those predictions hold up, and we will talk to you soon. A pleasure as always. Podcast Network.